Students made a racist deep fake video of a school principal. A man stole $24 from a gas station and then escaped to a cave for 14 years. And the world's first octopus farm proposal is alarming scientists. Let's find out why. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the entire universe. I'm your host, Jonesy. I want to thank you for joining me. I have three weird news segments from all around the world for you. Students made a deep fake of their principal, and it was rather alarming. Let's find out why it left certain parents in fear, and maybe we all should be in fear. It says here, the first letter from the Carmel Central School District officials arrived in mid-February alerting parents that three of the high school students had used artificial intelligence to impersonate the staff at the school. And uh, some of the ways in which they impersonated the staff actually made them appear to make some inappropriate comments in the videos. Now, some of these videos, which all emerged from the Putnam County, New York School District, ended up on TikTok. And apart from the deep fake of their own principal making a profanity-laced racist rant. Some of the videos created by these high schoolers included, quote, threats to shoot up some minority students. This is very alarming. Now, this incident naturally became a firestorm, touching on several hot-button issues schools across the country are grappling with in the United States, including student privacy, the abuse of artificial intelligence, racism, threats of gun violence, etc. When reached for comment, the school district declined to make any. Now, just to run through some of the details of what are in these videos and why we should all be concerned. Uh, in one of the videos, a school principal named John Pisatella goes on a half a minute tirade against black students, saying they should be sent back to Africa, calling them monkeys, and the N-word. It ends with him saying, I am bringing my machine gun to school, quote. In another fake video, following the same template, the artificial intelligence voice made racist slurs against black and Latino students, saying, quote, KKK legacy will return. Other videos show an animated version of someone at, the middle, uh, at a middle school as a scene in a video game where a shooter runs into the building and begins firing at minority students. This is all outrageous, and this is what you get with deep fakes. I don't know, are you guys familiar with the deep fakes? Basically, you can put somebody's face onto a figure in a video, so it appears that they're actually the individual in the video that's doing and saying these things. Uh, and now we have AI technology is allowing you to do these deep fakes apparently pretty easily if kids are doing it, I assume. So the kids are doing deep fakes, and of course, they're, to them, it's just pranks, but there could be real-life consequences to stuff like this. You know, you don't want to find yourself deep-faked into a video where you're saying that you support the KKK, this sort of thing. I mean, you could lose your job and career, etc. Now, eventually, some letters to the parents went out claiming disciplinary action was taken against the students who made these deep-fake videos, but added that they wouldn't provide much details, citing privacy laws. Law enforcement officials determined that the students' actions didn't break any laws, uh, as well, I don't know <laughs> why law enforcement determined that. 
I mean, at the least, this is a misdemeanor. It's like screaming bomb in a concert, right? You know, it's very alarming and not real, but it can cause havoc. You know, I believe that's a, a crime, right? If you scream, if you scream a bomb threat in a crowded place, that and you're lying. Well, I hope law enforcement eventually gets it together so they can have some enforcement against, you know, the misuse of technology like this. And it's the tools are only getting easier to use. I mean, I was fiddling around with some AI stuff recently, and I couldn't believe how simple it was. I'm not a very tech savvy individual, and and I could still get some stuff done. So you can imagine. As this technology gets easier and easier, you know, people can abuse it easier and easier, and younger people can abuse it easier. You know, I may wake up one day and see that someone made a deep fake podcast episode of Weird AF News, and I'm saying horrible things when I didn't even do that episode. You know, um, maybe they put my my face on someone else's face that's recording in another closet. You know, these are concerns I have too. I don't want to be deep faked. <laughs> A Chinese man who stole from a gas station avoided the police by living in a cave. A man who robbed a gas station of 156 won, which is about $25, in 2009. He's allegedly been living like a hermit inside a remote cave for 14 years in order to evade the authorities. Well, now, on the surface of this, it seems very drastic, but then again, I'm not familiar with the penalties for robbing a gas station of $25 in China. Maybe they cut off your eyeballs. This man is identified as Liu Mufu of China's Hubei province. Liu robbed a local establishment in the city of Enshi, along with his brother-in-law and another accomplice. Well, what happened to them? Did they go hide in caves as well? According to some local reports, they also stole two mobile phones and a lamp. After spending 60 won, which is approximately $8, on some food and some fireworks, they reportedly split the remaining amount among themselves, with each person getting 32 won, which is approximately $4.50. Immediately after the crew went their separate ways, the authorities located Liu's two accomplices and arrested them. So you have three people splitting... <laughs> $24 worth of goods, and the police are like, on the case! All right. Liu was in his late 30s at the time of this discretion, and Liu looked for a place to hide after he heard about the arrests of his two accomplices. According to the media, Liu decided to run away and live in a small remote cave that he found on a cliff opposite his hometown, a village in Enshi. The cave is around 10 kilometers away from the nearest human settlement. What did he, how did he live? What was he doing? As a fugitive, it says Liu allegedly managed to survive by hunting and scavenging for food. <laughs> All because you, you stole $24? This is outrageous. What's the prison time for each person stealing eight bucks? Liu also reportedly admitted to stealing vegetables and meat from his old village and occasionally meeting up with his family members. Oh, so the family members actually kept this secret for quite a while. You've got to be thankful for your family for helping you hide away. To protect himself from wild animals, it says Liu lived with several stray dogs as well. Where did you get those stray dogs, Liu? Oh, they were stray. He's just making friends with the wild animals out there living in a cave. This guy, this guy was living paleo style. 
It says, while Liu had close calls with some of the police over the years, he managed to evade getting caught during his self-imposed exile. He did, however, miss important family events. No kidding. <laughs> that, that happens when you go live in a cave on the side of a cliff. You, you miss family events. You don't even, you're not even aware of them, really. And you never get to have a birthday party for yourself ever again. I mean, I suppose you could throw a party for yourself with your stray dogs. Okay, so he missed family events, including his father's funeral, my goodness, and his son's wedding. How could you not just kind of show up for the father's funeral? You know, it says, it says in the article that he would occasionally meet up with family. Why? You got to go to your dad's funeral, although perhaps the authorities were waiting for him. Now over 50 years old, Liu decided to turn himself into the police. He told the investigators he wishes to return to his family and live a normal life. He cooperated with the police and showed them the cave that he had lived in. <laughs> okay. He told the investigators that he now regrets hiding for over a decade. I'm sure you do, sir. Considering, I mean, what do you, how much time are you going to do for stealing what is essentially $8? I mean, is this, is this 10 years of prison? <laughs> it says, because his crime in 2009 involved the use of weapons. Okay, we're learning. Uh, the crime involved the use of weapons. He still faces a minimum of three years and a maximum of 10 years in prison. So at the time, no doubt he was facing three to 10 because he had a weapon while stealing the $24. It just seems like such a small amount of money. I mean, if you're going to risk three to 10, bro, at least like steal thousands, thousands. And then, you know, you can at that point, you can upgrade your cave. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yay! The world's very first octopus farm proposal is alarming scientists. There is a plan to build the world's first octopus farm. And this has raised some concerns among scientists over the welfare of these famously intelligent creatures. Yes, octopuses are very intelligent. Are you aware of that? They're like a giant brain with arms. And um, if you don't know, they have a language. They actually communicate with one another one another with a visual language made up of um, positions that they put themselves in colors that they can change you know letting each other know when there's an enemy near or whether or not they want to uh, Netflix and chill with each other so they're able to communicate very intelligent creatures but also if I'm being honest pretty delicious so the farm in Spain's Canary Islands would raise about a million octopuses annually for food, according to some confidential documents that were leaked out. And that's why the scientists got a hold of it. And that's why scientists are very concerned about this. They are up in arms, <laughs> if I may. <laughs> up in arms. Get Guys, get that? Okay, I apologize for that bad pun. Now, if you don't know, um, they have never intensively farmed octopuses before. And some scientists say this proposed icy water slaughtering method is cruel icy water slaughtering method oh, let's learn a little bit more the company behind these plans denies the octopuses will suffer at all the scientists are saying bs baby 
Now, the confidential planning proposal documents from the company, Nueva Pescanova, were given to the BBC by an organization group for animals. And uh, the octopuses will be caught in the wild using pots, lines, and traps. And they will be eaten all over the world, including in the Mediterranean, in Asia, and Latin America. The race to discover the secret to breeding them in captivity has been going on for decades, if you didn't know. It's very difficult, as the octopus larvae only eat live food and need a carefully controlled environment. But this company announced in 2019 they had made a scientific breakthrough that will allow them to farm these uh, octopus. The prospect of intensively farming octopus has already led to some opposition, including lawmakers in the United States. Uh, We have the state of Washington proposing a ban of this practice before it even starts. Now, if you're wondering how all this will work, according to Nueva Pescanova's plans, they are saying that the octopuses, which are solitary animals used to the dark, would be kept in tanks with other octopuses at times under constant light. The creatures, uh, specifically the species Octopus vulgaris, would be housed in around 1,000 communal tanks in a two-story building in the port of Las Palmas in Gran Canaria. They would be killed by being put in containers of water kept at minus three degrees Celsius. Um, It does seem rather cruel. It's just like the way we do with the lobsters, putting them in hot boiling water. Uh, Currently, there are no welfare rules in place for this, as octopuses have never been commercially farmed in the past ever. However, studies have shown that this method of slaughtering fish using what are called ice slurries actually causes a very slow and stressful death. Yes, I can imagine that it would. And now we have the World Organization for Animal Health saying this is poor fish welfare. Yes, they are proposing a ban unless these fish are, quote, stunned beforehand. So they're okay with it as long as you stun them beforehand. So just uh, put them in a headlock and punch them in the head, and then you can put them in the icy water, according to the World Organization for Animal Health, who give a damn about the animal health. They want you to stun them first before you put them in the icy bath. I think they did the same thing with lobsters. They wanted you to um, kick them in the junk before you boil them. I I recall that. Now, some supermarkets have already moved away from selling fish that have been killed using ice slurries, including Tesco and Morrison's. For this particular article, they've interviewed Professor Peter, who's a cognitive neuroscientist at Dartmouth University. Yes, you must say Dartmouth like this. And then you must do that afterward. Yes, I rode crew at Dartmouth. Yes, also played a little bit of polo. Water polo. The water was cold, by the way, but not minus three degrees. I feel bad for this octopi group. Now, the... Neuroscientists told the media to, that to kill these octopus with ice would be a slow death, very cruel, that it should not be allowed, adding that octopus are as intelligent as cats. And he suggested that a more humane way would be to kill them, as many fishermen do, by clubbing them over the head. Yes, you must do it. Won't you be humane and club them over the head like like we're barbarians? (laughs) Way more humane. Do it the caveman style. (laughs) Yes, club them, club them. Now we have another professor in this article from the London School of Economics, a place where everyone says, brilliant, brilliant, you must say brilliant if you're at the London School of Economics. Just letting you know how it goes on at these schools. This guy, John, led a review 
of more than 300 scientific studies, which he says proves that octopuses feel pain and feel pleasure. And it led to them being recognized as, quote, sentient beings by the UK's Animal Welfare Sentience Act of 2022. Well, now you're going down that road of what is sentient and what is not sentient. And, uh, you know, there are what ends up being artificial boundaries placed on these things uh, in order to create some labels when at the bottom of it all, every living being is sentient on some level. You know, a lot of people like to think that plants don't have any awareness, but I've actually read several studies that have been done proving that plants actually have awareness as well. Uh, they are aware of their surroundings. Uh, they're actually aware of various types of people in their presence as well. I know you think I'm crazy, but there are studies that prove this. So, I mean, we have everything is pretty sentient that's alive. That's the that's the issue. And when you start to try and place labels on what could be eaten because it's sentient and what could not be eaten because it's less sentient, you get yourself into a big mix here. And I don't know how you handle it. Um, I just sort of um, live my life in moderation. I eat a little bit of everything. I just, um, I try not to be a glutton and I, I hope that I'm going to get into heaven. <laughs> Yay! I like what it feels like. When you got weird news for me, weird news, weird news. And I got it, baby. I got weird news for you, baby. I got your weird news fix right here, five days a week. Tomorrow, it's going to be weird news from one state, Florida. Florida Friday. We always do weird news from Florida on Fridays on Weird AF News if you're new to the show. That means you can send me some Florida weird news if you'd like from this past week. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can uh, drop them in my Instagram DM at Funny Jones as well. I want to give thanks to a couple people who left me reviews. Yeah, reviews on Amazon. And guess what, guys? They're positive reviews. Yay! Getting some positivity. I like that energy. Uh, we have Courtney with a K. She gave me five stars and she wrote, Weird AF News for us Weird AF audience. Stum stumbled across your podcast looking for a good quick newscast for our morning commute because we're getting old and like news now WTF who knew you cater to our natural immaturity and we love it Jonesy my favorite is when you do impressions and accents and completely butcher the pronunciations <laughs> thanks Jonesy you rock also thanks for the follow back on Instagram it warmed my dead little heart oh Courtney I'm glad I was able to warm your dead little heart I highly doubt your heart is is dead though you know why because you gave me five stars baby if you gave me five stars, then you don't have a dead heart. You have a, a heart that's bursting, bursting and looking to make others feel warm and cuddly like you just made me feel with your five-star review and your dope-ass review. Uh, that rhymed. Maybe I should just, maybe I should record some raps in the closet. Uh, okay, anyways, we have another great review from Ricky A. Smith II. Ricky Smith, five stars, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Ricky. Ricky wrote, the funnest news show inside a closet. I love this show. I listen to it every day. It makes me feel a little easier. I suffer from a lot of mental issues, and anything that makes me smile and makes my day better is great. Thank you, man. Have a good life. Uh, Ricky, I appreciate that so much, man. I'm so grateful that uh, what I'm doing here provides you with some relief from whatever you're going through on a day-to-day -day basis. I can't imagine that it's easy. A lot of people are suffering out there. The world is, is difficult, man. And, and I've struggled as well with mental issues in my life and, and depression. And I, I think it's, 
I think you'd have to be um, ignorant to say that you don't get through this life without having some form of depression at some point. It's got to get to you, man, the way the world is. You know, especially if you're someone who listens to mainstream news every day, you might feel like, oh, what am I even, why even try to live <laughs> at this point? You know, it's hard, man. I get it. And Ricky, I'm so grateful that I'm, I'm able to give you some relief from that. And I, I wish you the best and just keep your head up, bro, man. You know, keep your head up. Look at me. I'm, I'm doing this in a closet, man. <laughs> I'm recording in a closet. I mean, I, I'm doing crazy things just to hang on here, you know, so I'm wishing you the best, bro. And uh, if you guys would like to leave me a review, I'll, I'll give you a shout out and give you some love. Um, thank you to Ricky and Courtney, who are just seem like wonderful, wonderful weirdos and loyal supporters and listeners of the show. I'm grateful. Uh, someone joined the Patreon, by the way. We got to give them so much love here. It's uh, Jesse Carmona, which I just love this name. Jesse Carmona uh, joined the Patreon. And uh, I just want to say um, I'm so grateful when someone steps up their level of support to join the Patreon because it's like buying me a coffee every month, which is just like the best thing you can do for me. Right. I mean, I just love it. I need my caffeine fix and Jesse, you are contributing to it and I can't thank you enough. I so appreciate it. Jesse Carmona, who I assume is a, is a, a lovely Italian woman here. I'm looking at a photo of her. Yeah. I think, are you an Italian lady? I'm going to, uh, let's have a conversation. Well, if you know, now that you're in the Patreon, you can communicate with the whole Patreon crew. You know, we got a crew in there of over 100 people who love the show and they communicate and it's like a little club in there. It's a little private little show you get in there. And um, yeah, you also get extra weird AF content if that's something you're, you'd are you like. If you think that might make your life better, I put a lot of content in there as well. So to join the Patreon, like the amazing Jesse, go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner as well. Uh, if you'd like to call the show and leave a message, it's 646-450-2012. I'm going to let you go, and we'll see you tomorrow for Florida Fridays. All right. Peace.